Well, hello, everybody. I'm Kay. Thank you for tuning into my podcast, Encouragement Fuel for the Journey, where I believe encouragement is fuel for our journey. Now, on this podcast, I want to encourage and empower you to fulfill your God-given destiny by sharing some insights and truths found in the Word of God. Each week, we'll dive into the Word and explore how we can overcome challenges, find purpose, and positively impact the world. Now, whether you're a seasoned believer or just starting to explore your faith, I believe that the the Word of God can transform your life and bring you hope and encouragement. So join me today as we get fueled through encouragement in the Word of God. Well, hello, everybody. Kay here with Encouragement Fuel for the Journey, where I believe encouragement is fuel for our journey. Glory to God. I'm telling you, we're excited about what God is doing as we enter into episode eight of season two of Encouragement Fuel for the Journey podcast. I'm so glad you're joining me today. And I believe that you'll be blessed inside of the word. You know, uh, this is a two-part um, series. I, I did part one last week and we were talking about cultivating the ground of your heart, right? Um, and we talked about the stony heart last week. And, and to be honest with you, I got a lot of good feedback uh, on that particular episode. People were blessed by that episode, it, it allowed them to kind of examine their hearts to make sure that they didn't have a stony heart. Watch this. And if they did, then they were equipped with the tools that they needed to begin to cultivate uh, their hearts, the grounds of their hearts and get rid of that, those stones. Listen, when you have a stony heart, like I mentioned last week, uh, that means you're not allowing the word to really take root. The word is very shallow, so it doesn't take much to uproot the word when the word is only going down uh, to a shallow area in your heart. So we want to be deep believers. We want to be deep inside of the word. We want the word to be deep inside of us. So this week I'm going to talk about cultivating the ground of your heart part two, and I'm going to talk about the thorny heart. And before I get into that, you know, I just want to remind you guys that this is the year of the open door. Nothing has changed. Listen, it doesn't matter what's going on in our world, right? Good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, the landscape may be changing, but God said this is still the year of the open door. And so regardless of what may be going on, I want you to know that God's agenda for you requires an open door. That open door is going to require your obedience and your obedience is going to require alignment and your alignment is going to require you and I to shift. Amen. Glory to God. So we're going to do it this year. We're going to make the shifts and we're going to come into alignment and into agreement with God's, uh, with the plans and purposes that he has for our life. Glory to God. Let's get into the word. So we're going to be reading from Matthew 13, three through eight. Um, then he spoke, he meaning Jesus spoke uh, many things to them in parables saying, behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed some seeds, as he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched and because they had no root, they they withered, they withered away. And then it says some fell among thorns and thorns sprang up and choked them, but others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some 100 fold, some 60 fold, um, 
and some 30 fold. So listen to what the word of God says about the seeds that fell among thorns. If you read verse 22 in that same uh, chapter of Matthew 13, it says this. Now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world chokes the word and he becomes unfruitful. Oh, did you hear that? It says, let me read that again. Now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. So watch this. The thorny heart can be characterized as cares, careers, and distraction. Oh yeah. Did you hear what I said? Cares, careers, and distraction. And so when I talk about careers, I'm really speaking of in the terms of making money. And that's all you're thinking about is making money. Let's talk a little bit about that. Just so I can remind you of what it says. It says the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, come and choke the word and they become unfruitful. Glory to God. So watch this. So a a thorny heart in essence symbolizes an anxious and distracted heart, right? So I I want you to take a look at something. The The word cares in the Greek is really the word for anxiety. It, it, it means to, to be concerned. It means to worry. It also means to be drawn in different directions. Watch this. It's, it's hearing the word, right? And then allowing the cares and anxiety to choke out the word. Watch this. So that's what happens when you have a thorny heart. You hear the word. You agree with the word, but what happens is that you allow the cares of this life, anxiety and worry and the distractions of this world to choke out the word. Do you know that anxiety is a form of fear? Uh, do you know, uh, Isaiah 41 10 says this, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. And I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. Oh, glory to God. I need somebody that has an anxious heart to catch on to that today. You know, Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says this, then Jesus said, come to me, All of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. I want you to know today that uh, stress and worry and, and, and cares don't have to be your portion. It's not your portion. The Lord says he wants you to come to him. And he said, though, if you're weary, if you're carrying burdens, he said, come on, give those to me. He said, I want to give you rest. I want to teach you how to rest in in the, in the midst of chaos or when things are maybe not going the way that you would like for them to go. I don't want you to get anxious. I don't want you to be fretful and I don't want you to be fearful. I want you to bring your burdens to me. Glory to God. So we can make sure those thorns don't get in your heart and choke out the word of God. Glory to God. So watch this in order to keep anxiety from choking out the word in your life. You, you got to start agreeing, uh, agreeing with the word and you got to watch this, not only agree with the word, but you got to begin to elevate the word above your worries and stress. Oh, come on. I said something right there. I said, you got to begin to elevate the word above your worries and your stress. See, watch this. God doesn't want you worried and stressed. So you, you got to begin to learn how to contend for your peace of mind. Um, and this only can be done and found in the word of God. 
You got to contend for your peace of mind. Don't allow anxiety, listen again, to choke out the word, but allow the word to choke out anxiety. Can I say that one more time? Don't allow anxiety to choke out the word in your heart but let the word choke out anxiety. You know what? Some of us, we got it a little backwards. We get so worked up and so full of worry and anxiety that the next thing you know, we can't find the word in sight, but God wants you to change that today. He wants you to take your time. He wants you to take a deep breath, slow down, go to him, cast your cares upon him, Let the word soak into your heart and let the word of God begin to choke out anxiety. And listen, not the other way around. Watch this. To battle an anxious heart, you're going to have to change your perspective. That's number one. You have to change your perspective. So watch this. You change your perspective by changing your focus by shifting your focus from your circumstances to Jesus. Oh, come on. You got to learn how to shift your focus. You have to change your perspective. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says this, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. It says, tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Glory to God. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. Come on. God has given a solution, y'all. God has given a solution uh, to those that have anxiety, to those that have an anxious heart. God said, I don't want you to worry about anything, but I want you to pray about everything. So in other words, right when you think you're going to worry, stop and begin to pray. Come on. Right when you think you're going to worry, stop and begin to thank God. Right when you get ready to worry, do that and watch this. He said, when you pray, instead of worry, when you thank me, instead of worrying, he said, uh, I will give you peace that passes all of your comprehension. you, you, You can't even comprehend in your natural mind the peace of that God wants to give you because you choose to pray instead of worry. Oh, glory to God. God wants to partner with you. Oh, that's what that looks like. How does he partner with you? By making a great exchange. He said, give me your worry and I'll give you my peace. Give me your thanksgiving and I'll give you my peace. Glory to God. I think that's an amazing exchange. And I want to encourage somebody today to make that exchange. Get rid of that thorny, those thorns in your heart um, that come in the form of anxiety. Watch this. Stop trying to handle things yourself or outside of God. You know, Psalms 46 and one tells us this. God is our refuge glory to God and our strength and an ever present help in trouble. Listen, some of you may feel like you're in trouble and the things you're up against may be troublesome, but I want you to know today that God said, he's your refuge. You can, he's your strength. When you feel like you're in trouble or there's some things troubling you, God said, come to me as your refuge, hide inside of me, hide inside of me, come and get strength from me because I want to strengthen you when you feel troubled. I want to be your hiding place when you feel troubled and worried. Glory to God. There are so many scriptures and things within the word of God that he gives us, right? That we can, uh, tools and resources that we can uh, access so that we won't have to have thorns of anxiety in our hearts. Glory to God. I believe that some of you today need to make that shift. 
and begin to pray about it and not worry about it. Begin to be thankful and not worry and receive today. Glory to God. God's peace that passes all understanding. I like to say it like this. Receive today God's peace that don't make no kind of sense. Oh, glory to God. Your natural mind can't even figure out the peace of God that he wants to give you. Glory to God. First Peter 5, 7 and 9 says this, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Did you hear that? There's another scripture. He said, hey, listen, I want you to cast all those things that are making you anxious. Give them to me. He said, because I care for you. Then he says, be sober minded, be watchful because your adversary, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Do you know that when you are operating in anxiety, it's like you have a big mark on your head for the enemy. And so watch this. We do have an adversary, y'all. And in this adversary, the, the devil would love nothing more than to overwhelm you with anxiety. Don't let him do it. Don't let him do it. Because the scripture says this, resist him. And, and what I'm reading from is still, I'm still in first Peter five. And, and, and the rest of that scripture says, resist him firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. Can I tell you something today? You're not the only one going through what you're going through. Oftentimes, right? When we're, when we're going through things and we're facing things in our lives that could cause us anxiety, we tend to think we're the only one in the world going through this. I'm here to let you know, not only are you not the only one in the world going through something similar or something that causes anxiety, you're also not the only believer in the world that God wants to give peace to. There are people all over the world that's relying and leaning into God, that's resisting the enemy and they're trusting God as their refuge and they're trusting God to give them strength. And they're making a, um, an intentional decision to pray and thank God and trust God and not worry. And you today can make an intentional decision starting right this moment that I'm going to cast my cares upon him and I refuse to worry. So that's one of the pieces of thorn or, or that's another part of the thorny heart. Remember I said the thorny heart can be, um, kind of broken down into three parts, um, cares, careers, and distraction. So let's talk a little bit about careers now. Glory to God. So when I say careers, I mean uh, the money or the deceitfulness. That's what the scripture says. It says the, the deceitfulness of riches. So the word deceit in, in the Greek means false impression. Oh my God. It means made to deceive or cheat. So listen, let me tell you something about deceit when it comes to the deceitfulness of riches. The enemy will, will give you a false impression that what you're doing is good, right? Your career is booming. You're taking off. You're making good money. You're providing for your family. That can't be bad, right? That can't be bad. You're, you're, you're getting the, your college education ready for your children. You're making lots of money and, and God has blessed your career. That's a good thing. But when it becomes a false impression is when you begin to make that thing bigger than God. Oh, come on. When, when your career and you making money begin to be more bigger than God, then it becomes a thorn. And that thorn begins to literally choke out the word. Let me say this, though. Uh, you know, third John, the second verse says this, beloved, I, I pray that in all respects, you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. Listen, God wants you to prosper. Don't get me wrong. Please understand 
that I want you to know that God wants you to prosper. There's absolutely nothing wrong with having wealth and success. But the question I have for you is, does wealth and success have you? Do you have wealth and success or does wealth and success have you? Oh, that's the question, right? So when we put our careers and making money above God, those thorns begin to choke the word out of your heart. Glory to God. Matthew 22, um, 36 to 38 says this teacher, which is the great commandment, which is the greatest commandment in the law. And he said to him, you shall love the Lord, your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. Did you hear that? He wants you to love him first. He wants you to put him first. He wants you to love him more than you love your job, more than you love your career, and definitely more than you love the money that you're making. He wants to be your God. Watch this. Exodus 20, 30 and th- Exodus 20 and three says this, you shall have no other gods before me. Listen, are you making uh, your career and money, making money an idol? Are you making that a God? Are you putting that be before God? If you are, you you're making you're making your career an idol. You're making making money an idol. And the Lord again in Exodus twenty and three says, "You shall have no other gods before me." He wants to be your only true God. Glory to God, and He wants you to put Him in first place. Glory to God. Matthew 6, 24 says this. No one can serve two masters. Ooh, the person will hate one master and love the other or will follow, be devoted, loyal to one master and refuse to follow or despise the other. So in other words, it says it goes on to say you cannot serve both God and worldly riches, money or what they call mammon. Did you hear that? It says you can't, you can't serve them both. Now watch this. It didn't say you couldn't have worldly riches. It didn't say you couldn't have money, that it was wrong to have money. But what it's saying is that you can't serve money. You have to serve God and let money serve you. Oh, I need somebody to hear that. You got to serve God, but don't serve money. Let money be a service to you, right? So watch this. Have you allowed, Ask. I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to really think, um, hard about this. And I want you to be very honest with yourself because right now God is wanting to take away those thorny, those, those thorns from your heart because they could be ch- uh, choking out the word. So this is the question. Have you allowed your career and making money to displace God as your chief desire? Have you allowed your career in making money to displace God as your chief desire? Or is your career in making money more satisfying and valuable to you than God? Oh, my goodness. Things that make you go, hmm, I'm going to say that one again. Or is your career in making money more satisfying and valuable to you than God? If so, you better believe that the word is being choked out by the thorny ground of your heart. So if that is the case, I need you to go ahead and repent today and tell the Lord that you're going to go ahead from this moment forward. Glory to God and make him first place. I'm so happy for you if you have a successful booming career. I'm so excited for you if you're making lots of money and you're able you're able to provide for your family. But I'm very um, concerned for you if you're putting that above God. 
Glory to God. So finally, distraction. So we talked about cares of this world, anxiety. We talked about careers, um, the deceitfulness of riches. Now we're going to talk really briefly about distractions and then I'll be all together done. Distractions. Glory to God. So a a thorny heart is a distracted heart. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? A thorny heart is a distracted heart. And I just want to read you uh, one story in the Bible that's going to sum up a distracted heart. And what I believe God is telling us that he wants us to do with a distracted heart. So there's a story in the Bible in the book of Luke, the 10th chapter 38 through 42. And it says, now it happened as they went, uh, as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus feet and heard his word. Oh, glory to God. I'm telling you, I feel the presence of God right now. Oh, glory to God. It says, but Martha was distracted. Did you hear that? With much serving. And she approached him. She approached Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care? Do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. In other words, she said, Jesus, don't you care that I'm in here doing the dishes? I'm in here making the food. I'm in here setting the table. And she's just sitting at your feet, listening to your words and listen to what Jesus said to her. And Jesus answered her and said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed. Glory to God. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Oh, I need somebody to hear me today. God is telling you to change your focus. You're so busy doing this and you're busy doing that, that you're not taking time to sit at the feet of Jesus. Oh, glory to God. And because of that, your busyness, your distraction is causing the word to be choked out of your heart. Listen, come on. Can you make some adjustments today? If you find yourself being very busy, make some adjustments today and say, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to find some time and I'm going to spend some time sitting at the feet of Jesus in prayer, in the word of God, just meditating on scripture. Even if it's just five, 10 minutes a day, you have to start somewhere. But one thing the Lord said that when you spend time with him at his feet, listening to his word, whether it be by way of, um, you listening to a sermon or you reading the word of God, God said, I will not take that away from her. God said, I won't take that away from you. So listen, you're going to have to make a shift. Glory to God. Don't let the spirit of Martha take over. Come on. God wants us to have the spirit of Mary where we are so in love uh, with him. And we just want to sit at his feet and soak in his goodness and soak in his word. Come on. Distractions is causing the word to be choked out of your heart. So let's make a shift today. Amen. Glory to God. I pray that today's podcast blessed you. I pray that you truly, truly examined your heart and that um, you are making the necessary shift uh, and changes to make sure that you get rid of those thorns so that that word can grow deep and be planted and anchored 
in your heart. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice. I pray, Lord God, that the word just uh, penetrated their hearts today. And Lord God, that the word will be anchored in their hearts. God, where they may have been distracted, where there may have been, where, where there may have been anxiety, where there may have been even people putting their careers and money above you. I pray that today that, that, that the word of God so convicted them and drew them, Lord God, uh, closer to you, Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that Lord God, they would lay, lay aside every weight, every burden, every stress, every anxiety, Lord God, and they would get back in proper alignment with you, trusting you that as they come to you, that you would give them peace. And I pray that right now, God pray. I set myself in agreement with my brother and with my sister, that you would give them peace that don't make no kind of sense. Peace God, because they are going to uh, come to you and they're going to cast their cares upon you and they're going to make a great exchange. And I thank you that as they do so, that you're going to give them an amazing peace. Father. Oh God, bless your precious people today. Lord, I speak more favor. I speak more grace. I speak a, a, a deeper focus on the things of God as they Lord, get rid of every thorn that could be in their hearts. God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Listen, thank you so much for, um, listening and tuning in today. Leave me a comment. If the platform that you listen to this podcast on is, it allows you to do so. Give it a thumbs up, subscribe, leave a comment, whatever it allows you to do just to let me know that the word of God is blessing you. Amen. Glory to God. Listen, you know how we always end this and remember as always, you got this. Well, thank you for listening to the Encouragement Fuel for the Journey podcast, where I believe that encouragement is the fuel for our journey. Now, if you were encouraged inside of the word today, I invite you to subscribe to our podcast and share it with a friend. Be sure to join us next week as we continue to get fueled in the word and provide the encouragement you need to keep moving forward. And remember, you got this.